I'm Jesse Thorne. On this week's Bullseye, Christopher Lloyd, the Back to the Future star, tells me why he's so enjoyed haunting my nightmares for 30 years. It's fun, but I, I love it. I mean, it's just to be that nasty, put that little squeaky little shoe in the dip. That's Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson. It is New Music Friday, and for April 2nd, we've got albums by Leslie Jordan, Flock of Dimes, Godspeed, You Black Emperor, and more. But first up, Nasty Cherry and their new EP, The Movie. Drag me to hell. Drag me to heaven. Bring me around. I'm your number seven. That's 666 from the movie, the new EP by the band Nasty Cherry. Uh, For those who don't know Nasty Cherry, it's four women from L.A. who formed as part of a reality TV show called I'm With The Band. Uh, Basically, the singer Charlie XCX wanted to uh, build and mentor the kind of band she uh, wishes she could have grown up idolizing. Uh, Joining us from Atlanta to talk about Nasty Cherry is writer and co-host of the Bottom of the Map podcast, Christina Lee. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Stephen. It's great to have you here. So so tell tell me more about Nasty Cherry. Charlie XCX gets to play the role of Empresario, which is really <laughs> refreshing because, you know, instead of having a Simon Cowell or a Lou Pearlman essentially <laughs> guess what teenagers actually want, Charlie just gets to think back to what she wanted to listen and to hear uh, when she was coming up at age 14. And so I think the initial influence or the initial touchstone for Nasty Cherry was something like The Runaways, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think the image makes that t- totally clear. But, you know, as we're hearing with this EP, there's sound is clearly diversified since then. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Charlie XCX. It's not maybe as aggressive as I would have expected a band with a name like Nasty Cherry to sound, um, but it's it's a little bit of a slower burn than I'd expect. Yeah, absolutely. Even with the lead single, Her Body, Charlie XCX has writing credits there. One of the, her trademarks, I guess, is that rather than turning the song into a song to really mope to because the song is about being cheated on, Charlie XCX basically pushed the group to be like, no, make this raw, make this real. What would you... like?" get a little bit spiteful here. And so that's how you get lyrics that are like, well, I'm going to be better in bed, which I think is really great. It kind of comes off as more of like a juicy secret than something that's kind of yelled in all caps, which I think is Charlie's trademark. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think I think in part that's due to the lead singer's voice. Uh, Gabrielle Bechtel is really interesting because she was a model essentially before she started singing in this group. Uh, but she has this voice that's really naturally romantic and wistful and a little bit sultry. So the delivery is a little bit sneakier, I think. Yeah, I mean, I just listened to this and I think mission accomplished in terms of (laughs) the kind of band that I want my daughter to fall in love with this band. You know, I want I want people to get to hear bands like this instead of, I mean, Lou, Lou Pearlman managed to put together some good, some good artists, <laughs> but I would much rather have Charlie XCX mentoring uh, the bands that my kids listen to. I mean, just always be aware of the women who managed to pull off a mullet. I tried doing that when <laughs> I was a teenager. I was inspired by Karen O with the yeah, yeah, yes. And I mean, Nasty Cherry definitely has that same sort of like confidence and bravado. It's just that like, it's also just not fair. 
Because I never could. I never could, okay? <laughs> well, you know, the, the bands can give you something to aspire to. Exactly. <laughs> so that's Nasty Cherry. Their debut EP is called The Movie. Christina, I want you to stick around for our next pick, Mellow Music Group. It's a hip-hop label uh, with a great new compilation full of rising stars and veterans. It's called Bushido. One of the last to change from gold to diamonds. One of the last to change my baggy pants to being stylish. One of the last to take the path but still made up the mileage. Stuck in the past but only the bad. They say it'll pass. I'm one to last. I'm one of the last. Into the game a problem. I'm in the fight to the stoppage. I've been a hustle, a bustle, a customer. Better go pick you an option. I keep my brain on lockpick. I'm just a neighborhood prophet. I roam around. Yeah, I'm the wonder. They say the crown was made for none of us. They took the prize and ate it in front of us. You know that's part of the process. Feeling my gut and sometimes I get guttural. I need some time to die. I'm off the path, was laid for us. Trying to be something was made from dust. Me in the game, a hell of a lust. Walking my path and summing it up. I'm still in the past, I've been on the path. Yeah, some of us bad. I'm one of the cast, I ordered the last. I've been through some hells, I broke off the path. I took off my cast and kept the shit limping. My team on my back. I would have been legend, but all that's a legend. You can't do better, you better have crack. I wanted to paint, just look where I stand. I'm still in the past, I've been through some hells, I'm changing. I'm one of the last. I lit up my hell, I made it. I'm still in the past, I've been through some hells, I'm changing. I'm one of the last. That's one of the last uh, featuring the hip-hop duo Marlowe from a new compilation called Bushido. Uh, it plays kind of like a label sampler for Mellow Music Group, but there are larger themes at work throughout this record. Christina, you were the one who brought this to my attention. Tell me about Bushido. So Bushido is not Mellow Music Group's first compilation. I mean, the label has been around since essentially 2008 with the rapper Odyssey being sort of a flagship artist. I think if anything, you know, while the label's core sound has clearly diversified from the days when it was clearly inspired by raucous records and this really idealized version of what 90s hip hop sounded like, the core ethos of this label still remains. It's to honor and dignify, I think, the middle class rapper, you know, hmm. somebody who just wants lyricism to be their trick of the trade without feeling like they have to, re I guess, resort to like this rags to gold chains narrative. Yeah, I was just really taken by how cohesive and consistent this record is. I mean, given how many rappers and producers kind of weave in and out over the course of the record, you've got Open Mike Eagle, who I've loved for a long time, Homeboy Sandman, who's great, Georgia Ann Muldrow, who we've talked about on this show before, Murs, Cool Keith, you mentioned Odyssey. Uh, I really loved Marlo. Mar Marlo was kind of a discovery for me. Uh, the rapper Solemn Brigham and producer Lorange, Solemn Brigham just jumps out with this flow. That's the track that we heard, uh, I just fell in love with it right away. Yeah, there's a lot of newcomers that I think are going to be forces to reckon with. Uh, I was really looking forward to hearing from Namir Blade. Uh, he is out of Nashville. And his Mellow Music Group debut last year, Affiliates Traveling Circus, was like this soulful sci-fi epic. So I just wanted to hear how he was going to hold up to like all these like bonafide lyricist and let me tell you like he could kill a feature i loved hearing him in this context where all he was was concerned with was just bars yeah this record is terrific a really fantastic showcase uh, for this label and yeah like like we've said i mean there are there are old favorites but there are new discoveries kind of peppered throughout uh, so that's bushido a new compilation from the label mellow music group thanks so much for joining us christina thanks for having me steven Let's go next to Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Mohammed. They're back with the latest entry in their Jazz is Dead series. It's a collaboration with saxophonist Gary Bartz called Jazz is Dead 6. 
That's Spiritual Ideation from Adrian Young, Ali Shahid Mohammed, and Gary Bartz. Their new album is called Jazz is Dead 6. Joining me to talk about the record from his home office in Philadelphia is John Morrison, a writer and host of Serious Rap Shit and Culture Cipher Radio. John, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, Stephen. That's great to have you. So Adrian Young uh, is an arranger and a producer. He does a lot of TV and film work. He made this incredible record earlier this year called The American Negro. Ali Shahid Muhammad is a producer best known as a member of A Tribe Called Quest. He also, full disclosure, used to work with NPR Music on a great podcast called Microphone Check. Uh, John, tell me about this new record. Yeah, this record is gorgeous. Uh, It's interesting, too, for the past uh, few years, Adrian Young and Ali Shahid Muhammad have been working on this series, Jazz is Dead, where basically they act as a backing band or or co-conspirators with a different elder jazz musician. They did a really dope project with Roy Ayers that came out recently. They did one with Doug Karn. And under this Jazz is Dead banner, the latest, like you said, is uh, featuring the saxophonist Gary Bartz. And it's really gorgeous. And a lot of it reminds me of some of the older early to mid 70s stuff that Gary Bartz was doing this kind of fusion between hardcore jazz fusion and uh, electric jazz with this underlying spiritual feel to it it's it's really just a beautiful record a lot of it does tip its hat to those uh, older records in that period of the 70s, but it very much feels like a contemporary jazz record as well. I love the way this series is just kind of shining a light on musicians who are still around and still making music, but aren't necessarily getting the shine that they used to get. I mean, if you look at Gary Bartz's discography, my God, I mean, he's worked with McCoy Tyner and Max Roach and Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers and Miles Davis. But then you look at his discography and those records kind of come out less and less frequently. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice to hear him here you know, with just the full support of this great band. And together they make this music that is so kind of spacey and cool and vibey and atmospheric at the same time. I just love this record. It's very much a celebration of Gary Bartz as a musician, uh, as a figure in jazz and in black music in general. Uh, But it, it also showcases that he's still a really strong instrumentalist you know what I mean like his playing is so strong throughout this he has like this bright tone on the sax it's almost like he's singing to you which is something that you know if you know his older records it it very much feels the same as that and the arrangements here are incredible Adrian Young you know as you said in your intro he's known for that for taking you know these compositions and adding this instrumentation that that really fleshes out the compositions. And I would have to say Ali Shaheed Muhammad, you know, I grew up in hip hop, so I know him as a DJ, producer, like you said, a member of A Tribe Called Quest. But listening to this record is really interesting to me and it stuck out that he's really developed as into like a great bass player as well. You know what I mean? His tone, some of it, it kind of reminds me of Carol Kay, like his playing uh, throughout this record, uh, his tone, like I said, the way that he phrases his ideas are really unique and distinct. And when you add that with how Gary Bartz is playing and the arrangements from Adrian Young, it really uh, kind of coalesces into this beautiful whole that's it, it nods to the past, but it's its own unique thing. 
Yeah, that's Adrian Young and Ali Shahid Mohammed. Their new album with Gary Bartz is called Jazz is Dead 6. Thanks so much for joining me, John. No doubt. Thanks, Stephen. Next up is Leslie Jordan. The actor and singer Leslie Jordan has a new album called Companies Coming. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building for my Lord, for my I work on a building too. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building for my Lord, for my Lord. It's a Holy Ghost building. It's a Holy Ghost building. It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Lord. Give me a go at that banjo. Quit drinking. Come on, I'm work on a building too. I'm, I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building for my Lord. That's Working on a Building from Leslie Jordan. His new album is Companies Coming. That song features guest performances by Charlie Worsham and the great Ashley McBride. Joining me from Nashville to talk about Leslie Jordan is our pal Julie Height. Julie, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, It's always a pleasure. Julie, I have to say, I knew Leslie Jordan as an actor. He won an Emmy for a recurring role on Will and Grace. He's uh, been kind of like an Instagram sensation. Uh, I didn't really think of him or know him as a musician. And this gospel record is is a delight. I think you are you are right about that. We can acknowledge this right at the top. Leslie Jordan has not been known as a music maker. I mean, he although there are things that he has done with his different theatrical and recently social media roles that have to do with music or even the role that he played in that, you know, cult favorite film Sorted Lives Brother Boy where he performs <laughs> Tammy Wynette songs in drag, you know. So I think for that reason, although I would usually give serious, serious side eye to an actor making, you know, indulging in the making of an album. In this case, I really feel like it's an extension of all of these different roles and personas that people associate with him. And I feel like I don't really think of it as fitting into the familiar categories for album approaches. You know, it's not it's not so much about statement making or self-expression or, you know, establishing pop cultural importance. This is more of I, I receive this as a combination of a tent revival, a bluegrass pick and party, musical theater and a drag gospel brunch, you know? (laughs) (laughs) This is also like a larger attempt to kind of reclaim gospel music as a place for queer people. Yeah, I think for him, I mean, he grew up in the modest-sized southeast Tennessee city of Chattanooga. He grew up Southern Baptist. And he jokes, even in some of his banter during these songs, that he was baptized either 13 or 14 times because he was worried that it didn't take, you know. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's tragicomic, you know, material right there because the joke is he didn't think it would take because he knew that he was gay, you know, and yeah. he was growing up in a 
religious tradition that was sending homophobic messages, you know, over and over and over again. But I mean, the songs that he's chosen, most of these are are older songs. There are a few new compositions that are written by his producers, Travis Howard and Danny Myrick. But I really love, you know, that he chose all of these old songs that are really sentimental and pining for the comfort of this idea of being in another world in an existence beyond pain and kind of, I mean, there's a melancholy element to that too, feeling out of place. But I mean, on on the track that that you played where he's singing with Ashley McBride and Charlie Warsham, those are excellent, accomplished vocalists. And here he is playing, as as you said, a little bit of a, of a ringmaster or kind of invoking those preachers that can't really sing, but mm-hmm. jump in on the action and kind of, you know, line out the lyrics and spur people on. A little bit of that, but also, I mean, he's playing a little bit of a rube persona, you know, like there's a great tradition in, in country comedy or hee-haw or the Grand Ole Opry or, you know, all these different examples of of that kind of, you know, exaggeratedly heartfelt, but it's supposed to be untrained kind of singing. And he does some of that, but there's definitely a theatricality to it. I love hearing him sing with um, Tanya Tucker and with Morgan Stapleton and Chris Stapleton. Dolly Parton, Brandy Oh, Carlisle. yeah, Dolly Parton. Brandy Carlisle, absolutely. It feels to me like a like a celebration of a certain kind of, you know, white, southern, queer, gospel-loving, but church-shunned um, experience and identity. Like I said, it's something that you could also experience in a in a drag gospel brunch. I mean, I don't know if they have those all over the country, but I certainly have been to a bunch. And you may not know this, but I'm also part of a very, very dirty country and gospel drag show. And we have incorporated a few adapted versions of the songs that Leslie Jordan does on this album. I cannot uh, quote our versions to you. They're too dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, I learn something new about you every day. <laughs> so yeah, that's Companies Coming, the warm and wonderful new album by Leslie Jordan. Uh, Julie, stick around for a second. We still have a handful of other records that we want to play for New Music Friday. But first, let's take a quick break. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp, offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Joe explains the importance of creating a safe space for therapy. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients that say that expression, like, I've never told that to anybody. That's when I know I've made some kind of momentous move with this person. They feel safe enough to expose that part of themselves. And doing that together with somebody else can be very powerful. To get matched with a counselor within 48 hours and save 10%, go to BetterHelp.com songs. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we are looking at the best new albums out April 2nd. Uh, We're going to kick off the second half of our show with Flock of Dimes. Flock of Dimes is back with a great new record called Head of Roses.
That's Price of Blue from Flock of Dimes, a new second full-length album, Head of Roses. Uh, Flock of Dimes is a solo project for Jen Wassner, who's one half of the wonderful band Why Oak. Uh, Flock of Dimes started out as kind of a synth-pop side project for Jen Wassner. Julie, you're a Flock of Dimes fan, right? I am. I love hearing Jen putting a more, you know, specific, particularized vantage point in the songs that she writes, you know, for for this side project. I just feel like we get to see another side of her perspective and her songcraft. And that is it's kind of a casual profundity um, to her vantage point that I hear even in a song like two on this album. Yeah, Julie, you mentioned casual profundity. I think that's a good uh, that's a good phrase for it. I mean, this is an album about heartbreak. It's a it's a breakup record that is really trying to look at the story of a breakup from both sides and kind of understanding how everyone hurts. And I think that maturity and forgiveness and sense of empathy really helps fuel this record's Warmth. I have really loved pretty much everything Jen Wasner has done, but I will say one thing that I really love about this record, you know, Why Oak has evolved from kind of a stormy rock band with lots of big guitars to incorporate more of the, the synthesizers of her work in Flock of Dimes. And I think listening to Flock of Dimes now, it's starting to move back toward that Why Oak sound a little bit. You heard at the top of the song the return of these kind of billowy guitars. And I think that's a really welcome sound. And it still sounds like Flock of Dimes and not Why Oak. Uh, this record was co-produced by Nick Sanborn from Sylvan Esso uh, in Jen Wasner's new hometown of Durham, North Carolina. And both of them really know their way around making synth pop incredibly warm and welcoming. So that's Jen Wasner and her project Flock of Dimes. Uh, Flock of Dimes' new album is called Head of Roses. Thanks so much for joining me, Julie. You are so welcome. Next up is Dry Cleaning. The band Dry Cleaning has a new album. It's called New Long Leg. Many years have passed, but you're still charming. Rose falling and exploding. You can't save the world on your own. It'll be okay, I just need to be weird and hide for a bit and eat an old sandwich from my bag. I've come here to make a ceramic shoe and I've come to smash what you made. I've come to learn how to mingle, I've come to learn how to dance, I've come to join a knitting circle. I've come to hand weave my own bunk bed ladder in a few short sessions. It's a Tokyo bouncy ball, it's an Oslo bouncy ball, it's a Rio de Janeiro bouncy ball. Filter, I love these mighty oaks, don't you? Do everything and feel nothing, wristband, theme park, scratch card. That's lanyard. Scratch Card Lanyard by the band Dry Cleaning. Joining me to talk about dry cleaning from his home in Washington, D.C. is NPR Music's own resident Viking, Lars Gottrich. Hey, Lars. Hey, Stephen. 
Dry Cleaning. It's a post-punk band from London. New Long Leg is their first full-length album. Lars, tell me about Dry Cleaning. They put out a couple EPs a couple years ago, and they kind of mixed the moody atmosphere of like broadcast and had kind of like mutant post-punk grooves of pylon. So they definitely checked off a couple of boxes for, for me. And then there was Florence Shaw, who doesn't so much sing as speak with this disaffected tone. And she has a way of saying words that kind of make you question their meaning or change the image of what they could be in your mind. And that contrast is really striking uh, on those EPs, but maybe not sustainable for a full album. And so this new record solves that problem with cadence, I think. Not just from Florence Shaw's delivery, but also how the band interacts with space. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about that kind of speak singing. Yes, she's speak singing, but her voice has this warm quality to it. It doesn't feel emotionless or detached. It still feels approachable. And I, it, it was it was interesting. You know, I listened to a few songs on this record before it even occurred to me that she's not technically singing. The way that she plays with words uh, gives the effect of singing. So like the way she says chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> is uh, absolutely delightful, but also makes you like turn around the phrase in your head, chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chip cookie. Wait, what does she mean? <laughs> um, like I was saying, the way that they play with space, the band really rummages through these long breaks of silence that allow us to kind of like ruminate on the things that Florence is speak singing and in return offer like this clattering response. So in some ways, this record reminds me more of Sonic Youth than the mm. EPs did, but you know that not so delicate balance of noise and melody. But this record is also so so lush. You can really get lost in the stranger textures of it. Yeah, it's quotable too. I mean, that song that we heard, "Scratch Card Lanyard," kind of leads to this killer line: "Do everything and feel nothing," which, <laughs> which is just a, a, a that's a that's a phrase you can really work with. Put it on your Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So that's New Long Leg by Dry Cleaning. Lars and I have one more record to get to on this week's New Music Friday. But before that, I want to do a quick lightning round of a few other records we're recommending this week. The pop star and actress Demi Lovato has been extremely candid in interviews. Uh, she's talked a lot about her mental health and her battles with substance abuse. She has a new album out today. It kind of takes that candor and spins it into big and bold, very dramatic pop songs. That record is called Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over. Bryce Dessner, one of the famous Dessner brothers from The National and other projects, he's got a gorgeous new album with the Australian string quartet that's called Impermanence Disintegration. The 4AD label turned 40 last year. They're now celebrating by having some of their current bands perform classic 4AD songs. So you get like Big Thief performing a Breeders song, Aldous Harding performing a Deer Hunter song and so on. Really nice stuff in there. That's called Bills and Aches and Blues. Uh, the jazz band Dopalarians includes some major players like bassist William Parker, drummer Alvin Fiedler, and Kid Jordan on saxophone. They've got a terrific new album of like really frenetic and exciting new jazz. That's called The Bond. Hey King is the duo of Natalie London and Taylor Plessity. Their music is raw and rousing, personal, and really anthemic. It builds into these big, grand, loud feelings 
Things. Uh, their new self-titled album was produced by Ben Harper. And finally, No No Boy is an intriguing project from a guy named Julian Saporiti, who plays folk rock music while incorporating uh, his own family history of surviving the Vietnam War. It's a project that is kind of academic at its roots, but very emotionally powerful. Sonically, it's kind of got echoes of Andrew Bird. No No Boy's new album is called 1975, and that's out today. Uh, we've got one last album on this week's show. Godspeed, You Black Emperor is back with a new album called God's P at State's End. That's Our Side Has to Win for DH from Godspeed You Black Emperor. Their new album is called God's P. Yes, you know, like Godspeed, but it's God's P. And then in parentheses, at State's End, uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor is from Montreal. They've been putting out records on and off since 1997. Those records are very intense and unwieldy, mostly instrumental, sometimes with very unnerving found audio. Uh, often they're accompanied with these kind of radical political manifestos. This is their seventh album. Lars, hit me with your thoughts on Godspeed, You Black Emperor. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this record, because here's a band, due to their own making or not, has always been ascribed as a soundtrack to the apocalypse. Yeah. Well... The last year and a half has been uh, pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when uh, Godspeed announced this album, they said, this record is about all of us waiting for the end. And I was like, I don't know that I can... That feels a little too on the nose for me, you know? <laughs> it's just like, here's this band that I've been listening to for oh, well over two decades now, and they'd certainly occupy a space in my brain for when I need to be bleak. <laughs> and here they are. This has been part of their wheelhouse for so long. So I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Then I listened to the record, and they admitted that they went back to some old modes where they listened to shortwave radio, which is what they did on their early albums, and used field recordings to kind of like set a tone. And they said the apocalyptic preachers were still there, but they were saying end times now instead of end times soon. And that stuff is all there, but the, the thing that I 
have found in listening not only to God's speed, but kind of like understanding where they come from, is that there's always a light in the darkness. Mm -hmm. There's always a little hope. So the, the track that you just played, that's the hope at the end right. of the album. The rest of the record uh, contained these longer pieces that are, you know, 19 and 20 minutes long. And they definitely cycle through some familiar modes for people who've been listening to Godspeed for a long time. So big grand orchestral gestures underscored by like some, you know, by some heavy riffing every now and again. And it's all sorrowful and sad, but also like epic and triumphant. This almost feels like their spaghetti Western album. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's a little there's, bit of a twang to it. There's a little bit of a twang to it. There's a little bit more dust. There's a little bit more grit than I've heard in the music. And it felt a little less like a rock band trying to do their best Gavin Breyers impression. Mm -hmm. And instead, an ensemble really figuring out where they fit into 2021. That's God's P at State's End, the new album from Godspeed, You Black Emperor. That'll do it for New Music Friday. Thanks so much for joining us, Lars. Thanks, Stephen. If you want to hear all the music we featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other great new music out today, we've got expanded playlists in Apple Music and on Spotify. Search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either of those apps. And a reminder to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's put together by the great and good team of Marissa LaRusso and Lindsay McKenna. To subscribe, go to npr.org slash music newsletter. You can also follow us on Twitter at NPR Music. You can find me at I Dislike Steven. You can find our guest Christina Lee at Mina Ann Lee, our guest John Morrison at John underscore Liberator, our guest Julie Height is not on Twitter, and our guest Lars Gottrich is at Total Vibration. This week's show has been produced and edited by Bob Boylan, who brought me homemade bagels last weekend and is thus no longer my enemy. From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson, encouraging you to be well, take a break, and treat yourself to lots of great music. Music